Blog Talk Radio.
Amen. 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 Are you surrendering all tonight? In the mighty name of Jesus. Brother Edward, you there, brother? Hey, brother, brother Roy, you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, you hear me okay, Brother Roy? Yeah, yeah. Just talking to Sister Evelyn. Praise uh, God. It's on there. Okay. Amen. Say hi to Brother Edward. Hi. Hi, Edward. How are you doing? Hey, you hello, me? hello. How are you this evening? Good. Good. Working hard. Okay. It's always good to talk to you there, young lady. <laughs> What's that? It's it always you great to talk to you. It's always great to talk to you. I don't get to talk to you too often. Sometimes you and Roy are both there, but uh, a lot of times it's just Roy. Yeah, I know. He talks more than me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, we ask, and we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. 
going to do tonight. And they all said, Amen. Amen. amen, and amen. Glory to amen. God. Glory to God. Amen. Yes. So everybody out there, I just want to welcome everybody tonight. Amen. You know, this is uh, uh, this, uh, our topic, our show that we are doing, uh, Brother Edward and I, Apostle Edward and myself, we are, it's called deep, Going Deeper in Jesus. And you know, right yes. now, the way the world is, uh, Brother Edward, this is, you know, we need to do that. We don't need to go yes. deeper in Jesus because Jesus is the answer. Jesus is yes, the answer, my, uh, my brother. He's the answer to every question. He's the answer to every sickness. He's the answer to every poverty, everything the enemy is yes, trying is. to put on us to steal and destroy. Jesus is yes. the answer. He is. And he's showing up. He's... And we need, you know, Brother Edward, we, we, need to, we need to go to, and we're talking to everybody out there right now, we need to go to Jesus. Yes. Not to the world. Yes. Amen? That's right. Amen. Amen. He's the answer to everything. He's given us uh, everything. Second uh, uh, Peter 1, verse 3 and 4, it said he's given us everything that pertains to life and pertains to godliness. Everything that we have need of for our spirit, soul, and body. So he's the answer. He paid for it all, and it's there for the receiving. He, he's laid out that big table for all of us, and it's up to us to partake of that table, just like we go to a buffet to eat food. We go there and we partake of whatever food they have in the buffet. He supplied all the food on that buffet for us that we have need of. Whether it's understanding, healing, direction in life, wisdom, you name it, it's all there for us for the taking and receiving for his glory. Amen, 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 brother. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So what does the Lord put on what does the Lord put on your heart uh, tonight, uh, uh, Apostle oh. Edward, um, about, about going deeper with Jesus. Like last, uh, a couple of the last two weeks, we had a wonderful time, you know. And, and but you know what? Yeah. We have uh, we've had two weeks, and I believe the Lord has put something on your heart about, about going deeper with Him. Amen. Oh, amen, amen. He has, and, and you know what? I'm really judging it by how I'm, I'm handling this situation. I feel God's directing. He's showing me new things. And I take those new things and I keep them in my mind or jot them down for the program here because he's he given me some new words, and I, I'll share that with the audience. Like there's several things that I want to just share, and one of them is a testimonial. It, it's a little testimony, but uh, today uh, Isabella called me. We were talking, Sabina, Isabella, and I, and, of course, she wanted her, the yeah. birds, the pigeons, the things to come to be fed. You know that she, she feeds, but they weren't there. They needed to be there a whole flock of them, or, or at least a few. So she asked mm-hmm. me, she said, would you agree with me in prayer that they would come? Yeah. And I tell you, we agreed just like we'd say now, like I would say that to you, and you'd say, yes, I agree with you, Edward. And I barely even started to pray. She said, hold it. They're here, and they come in by the flock. There must have been 30 or more of them. She sent pictures of it, but it was seconds, really seconds. I barely had a chance to even pray. We just agreed in a mindset there. <laughs> the flock came in. It just came in all over. In other words, an overabundance, larger than ever before. Amen. So that was, that was just a matter of seconds 
really. So we talk about fast prayer answered, and that was just to show you how God, like a lot of times that you say there, Brother Roy, uh, what happens is God comes suddenly, and it was a suddenly, because it was so quick and so fast and so more abundant. So that was a, a little testimony there. But another thing that God has been speaking really to me about is give me words in the realm of our spiritual words are becoming louder. Like I speak a certain level, you speak a certain level, and I don't mean the way we're speaking to one another here, how loud I'm speaking or how loud you are, but our spiritual words or our mouth is becoming louder, which means the anointing is greater. Because when the anointing is greater, our spiritual words, and it's kind of an odd thing to say, but that's where it came to me, it's becoming louder. When we take authority over Satan, it's louder. When we uh, pray the prayers of faith, receive it's louder because it's with boldness and loudness and that's that's the the mode that god has taken us into in this very very hour and also he's doing the unusual uh things you know, not just uh through prayer and in people's lives the miracle healings we've seen raising from the dead and and people don't have really a one chance to live and he's bringing them back and everything we're we're seeing god do that but also there's something else that he's doing in that uh, in the things there, he's taking us as individuals, the people that are in his remnant, people that are really mean in business with him, and he's telling you do something that you maybe never did before, like well, the other week in the program when we prayed for the COVID uh, situation. And then uh, mm-hmm. there's another time that he had me do some other things like this past week, uh, just kind of step over into something of taking authority over a situation, which usually isn't done the way it was done. In other words, you'll do things that you didn't necessarily do them that way before, but God boldly has you doing it. And you might, your mind might say, what in the world am I doing it for like this, or why am I doing this? But you have an unction inside. So what I'm saying now, this very hour, the unctions you get go forth with those unctions. You know, naturally making sure they're of the Lord, but go with those unctions because if that's stepping out, is like getting out of your boat for that particular thing. Because getting out of the boat is a, is a daily thing. It's not just a one time I'm out of the boat. But in situations that we face, we got to get out of the boat and step into new territory because we're being upgraded. And that upgrading is calling for more of us, more using our faith, more trust in God. And as you said, Brother Roy, uh, we have to go deeper in him because we're facing deeper situations in life right now like never before. So we must go deeper. It's not a it's a choice and we have a choice yes or no, but for our sakes we we must go deeper because as we go deeper we're going to soar above the clouds. We're going to soar above these things. See, we're above what's going on in this world. And that's what God is showing us by going deeper in these things and obeying him and doing the things that we haven't done before because you find yourself like the eagles flying in the air above the clouds. The world and all its bad circumstances are below us, but we are above there, and that's where God has taken us to. But it's through acts of obedience and doing the unusual, the unusual things. And uh, Jesus uh, has impressed upon me also that we need to glorify him more. We need to give him more glory because there's a yeah. lot of flesh in a lot of people. And uh, he showed me that a couple of weeks ago. And I checked myself for that and, and really check everything in that because uh, he's supposed to get all the glory. I know you hear people say it all the time, 
but in our hearts, do we really mean that? And in our hearts, are we really doing that? Because if we take it personally and things, it's like if you pastor a church and somebody, uh, you know, would you think maybe steals people out of your church or steals your flock, as they say, well, first place, it's not your flock and it's not your church. It belongs to the Lord. So you can't be personally offended by something that you're building for God because it's his. They're not hurting you. They're coming against him. So we have to make That's sure true. that our title deed is all in Jesus Christ. In other words, we're truly working for him, and we're giving him all the glory. Because in doing these few things that I just talked about here and just daring to step out of our boats, this is where he's going to show us the greater things. But there's a part in us, and we have lacked in that area. And there's another thing I'll talk about a little there. I'm, I'm giving a lot of things out now. But uh, we must, we must uh, do the things that, that he calls us to do and, and be honest and open about them, you know, because uh, there's a lot of uh, double-mindedness in the things. And I, we'll get into that subject a little later in prayer. Uh, and it, uh, I've been dealing with this all week with people and the situation because by prayer and repetitious prayer and everything like that and lack of praise and lack of standing fast to what we believe and getting into double-mindedness by our words. And uh, by our words we're justified, by our words we are condemned, the Scripture tells us. So we have to really watch our words because we say those words, our mind works that way, and if it's not according to the Scripture, we become double-minded and we lose out in prayer because our prayers will not be answered if we're double-minded because we're unstable. So it's really a time of searching ourselves, Apostle Roy. It's really a time because I, I don't know how to to say it any differently than it's so serious that I'm not able to eloquently uh, bring it out to everybody. But when you sense it, you feel it in your spirit, what I'm sensing right now uh, personally and the, the mode of God right now, where God is at, because God is really angry what's going on. He's really tired of playing games. People in his church playing games, he wants us to really start shaping up and really yielding to Jesus Christ and following his plan because he wants to get as many souls in as he can before Christ comes back, before we send him back. That's true. And that time short. And if we if we aren't helping to do that there it's well, it's just not gonna work out. So he he wants to get us to really be much more fruitful than we are. And he's showing us that now. We're seeing such an upsurge, but that's to those that are obeying him. Those that will not listen to what we're talking about and what we talk about in this program, they're not going to see these things happen. There'll be no signs and wonders. There'll be no life. There'll be nothing that people look to. It'll just be the same old, same old. But we have something great. We have something that's life. And like you said, Jesus is the answer to everything. And that's what we're really all about because we, we invite people to Jesus Christ. We identify with Jesus. We're going to show them our faith by our works, and we're going to show them Jesus Christ and his love and his power because we know signs follow us. They follow us as we preach the word because God wants to show himself through these signs to people. Oh, and one more thing, and then I'm, I want to turn back to you there. You know, uh, there was something that, that uh, we said, you know, and uh, faith is substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That was another thing I got on the program the other day uh, that's found in Hebrews 11.1. 1. It's the substance yeah. of things hoped for, Evidence of things that seem as came to me that I never right. saw before. Uh, you know what that really means, Brother Roy? The evidence mm-hmm. of things not seen 
is like when I show faith towards something and it's not there. I'm believing God for something. You don't see it. And I'm saying it to people. I'm saying I'm believing God for this. I'm believing God for that. That's the evidence right there that I'm standing for something that, hey, it's not even there. I'm calling the things that aren't as though they were. But then when they become, they see the evidence, mm-hmm. just like the evidence in the court trial, and that proves to them that, hey, that is evidence. That man or that woman stood for that, and now look what happens. That's the evidence. So God showed the evidence there of manifesting whatever you were praying for, whether it's somebody that's sick or whether you had a need of something or whatever. But when that prayer is answered, that's evidence to an to a, a unbelieving world. That's a, that's a sign. That's a evidence to them to show my reality, God says. I want to show my reality that I'm for real. And he shows it to that evidence that we show by demonstrating the things that aren't and believing that they are, like in Romans 4.17. So that that came to me this one day. It's a little simple thing there, but that's evidence to the world that they're going to see that, hey, there's a lot of evidence there that God is really real and what the Bible says he is. Amen, amen, my brother. Amen, good work, good work, good work, good work, good work. And you know the thing about it, too, is uh, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to what uh, Paul Ed is saying. Revelation is coming, and you know what? But, uh, and you see, we, you really need to discern what uh, uh, Brother Edward is, is, is saying out there, you know, what he's saying to you, out to everybody out there, because basically uh, he's speaking the word of God. And the thing about it is, is going deeper in Jesus. Okay, we, Brother Edward was talking about faith. And the Bible says, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. But the Bible also said he's a, he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So going Amen. deeper with Jesus is, diligently, is basically walking by faith and diligently seeking the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yes. Well, out there, and 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 I'm just I'm not, I'm just gonna say this. When you start really getting going after Jesus, okay. When you really start, uh, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying. Really start to. Yeah. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, Brother Tammy, uh, Tony, uh, Tammy said it. God chaser. Oh. Be a God chaser. And you remember that, brother? A God chaser. Yes, that's right. So as you're God going deeper in Jesus, you're going to have resistance. Oh yes, oh yes. You know, let's let's just say it the way it is, uh, uh, Paul. You're going to have resistance. You are going to try to sidetrack you. That's it. You know what? This is going to happen. That's going to happen. Whatever. But as you basically said, no. I'm going deeper with Jesus, and I'm going to keep going deeper with Jesus. What's going to happen is that the, you're going to have more authority, more power, and you're going, you know what? Over the end. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's exactly right. You're going to know more. You're going to be in a greater position in knowing Jesus in that deeper way. And, uh, you know, that resistance, you know, if you want to build your arms up, your legs up, if you want to become a well-built, muscular person, 
You usually use weights, calisthenics, and you use resistance against your muscles and your arms and legs and all over. Well, the same thing works with your spirit man. If you want that spirit man to be a Hercules, you have to have resistance come against that spirit man with exactly what you're talking about. Only we're talking about spiritual resistance for the spirit man and physical resistance for my arms, my legs, my muscles, you know, that I go take barbells, weights, lift weights, push-ups, things that resist and build those muscles up because it takes resistance to build you up in the natural or the spiritual. Amen. Amen. That's so true. That's so true. You know, and it's not comfortable, but the whole that's part of it. and the whole key is basically every one of us that I'm talking to out there, all over the world. Mm-hmm. It's all about it. seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these mm-hmm. things will be added. We gotta get that. We yeah. gotta get that where we we gotta start seeking seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Yes. And you yes. know what? We need to basically we need to say, you know what, Lord? I must decrease and you must increase. Amen. 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 None of me and all of you, Lord. That's our goal. Yeah. You know the, the bottom line on it is, uh, uh, Apostle Edwards. The more empty mm-hmm. we are, I'm talking to everybody out here. Out there right now, the more empty all of us are, the more the Lord, Holy Spirit, can fill us up. Amen, amen. That's it. That's exactly right. It's it's simple, you know. The natural and the spiritual can't be separated. We look at it like the building up and resistance, or the filling up that you're speaking about now, or what you get what you put into things. In other words, what you sow, you reap. Uh, a lot of times, people will take spiritual things and say, God will take care of it, God will do this. In other words, it's all up to God to them. But, you know, we have to remember that we're in a covenant. And when when we're in a covenant, we look at the promise. And what's our part of that promise? Besides having a pure heart now, our motives and a pure heart must be there as a foundation, or otherwise our prayers are void, according to the Scripture. But when that's ready, we must be there and we must uh, simply believe. We must simply believe that thing and do our part. We believe it, and we do our part, and then by faith we receive it. In other words, we need faith to receive, not faith to believe, because we believe it, and we do what it says, and then say, well, I did what the book said there, Lord, so now I have my hand up, and by faith I receive it. If it manifests right away, that's wonderful. If it doesn't, you still receive it, and you hold on to that, you know, and it kind of brings up what we're talking about. I guess this would kind of be the time to mention it. You know, like say you have a need tonight and you say, uh, Brother Edward, uh, I have a need in my shoulder. I need you to pray with me and agree, and we're going to agree that I'm healed. The pain's going, I'm well. Okay, we pray and I agree. All right? Right there, we believe that you receive. You believe that you receive. So right now, that's it. You no longer have the shoulder problem, whether you feel it in your shoulder or not. So you simply accept it by faith, and after that, all you do is thank him and praise him for it, and you speak and act like you have it. And then when 
if it bothers you, say the shoulder would bother you tomorrow. If you're in pain, it's bothering you. Well, you uh, the devil would say, well, your shoulder's not well. You prayed and did you thought it worked, but it didn't work. Instead of asking God again, which would be a double-mindedness, you say, Lord, I received it. I thank you. I have that. Devil, you're a liar. I cast you out of this thing in the name of Jesus. And you just accept it and you have it. But too many people, when they're tested and tempted after they tell God, I got it, I believe I got it, I thank you for it, I'm healed, then the next day they have the pain, Lord, oh, I need you to do this. God says, well, I did that yesterday, and you said you believe it, now you're coming back and ask me again, don't you believe I did it? And you see, that's being double-minded, even though you might feel like it, every, every nerve in your body might say, oh, my Lord, help me, help me, help me, but yet, it's in that praise and in that thank you and in that determination know so that God did it and God cannot lie. It's mine. Anyone that's trying to stop this thing is the devil, and you can't stop a devil because the greater one's in me, greater is he that's in me and he that's in the world. And I bind you and cast you down. You will not stop this. The kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent take it by force. So you're taking your healing by force, not from God. But you're taking it away from the devil. It's trying to subdue that thing and trying to steal it from you. You see, and and uh, but that's the, the, the attitude. But how many times have you seen, uh, Brother Roy, people that ask you to pray and you you know agree and everything and we accept the fact it's done? And how many times do you see them say pray, 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 pray? Yeah, that's right. That I many, many, many times. You know, yeah, and what does that say to you? What's that say to you when you when you see that? What do you feel in your spirit? What do you sense in your spirit? What when when when, when people say pray pray pray? Yeah, when they say pray, like in other words, you prayed and agreed whether it's a physical thing or whatever the need might be, and you they accept it by faith that uh, they're healed or they receive whatever they have need of, and then they want prayer for that again, that same thing that you already prayed for and agreed and believed, you say. That you already believed it and you prayed for it and claimed it. Then they want to go back the next day and ask for it again. Well, then they're, they're actually they're being deceived by the devil. They're being deceived by the enemy. Because the thing is that, uh, you know, the, the, Bible, the Bible says, you know what, we need to pray for that and basically, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what it is you're praying for. Uh, when you pray for it, basically, then you start thanking the Lord. Because if you basically, if I'm, if, if, for example, Brother Edward, if I'm praying for you, say, I'll give you an example, and you're dealing with your arm aching, okay? And mm-hmm. then, and then, okay, so I pray for your uh, for your arm and, you know, name it Jesus, you know, like, whatever the spirit of infirmity in your arm, whatever it is, come out in Jesus' name and everything like that. The enemy is going to come and he's going to try and get you in disbelief, uh, uh, not believing God, not believing the word of, not believing the word, because all of a sudden you're going to get this uh, pain shooting in your arm, and that's mm-hmm. when you, that's when you basically put your hand and everybody out listening, put your hand on your arm and say, in the name of Jesus, I am healed. It's done. That's it. But a lot That's of people, it. what they do, uh, brother, uh, now you're getting your here. Uh, what they do, at, uh, uh, Apostle Edward, is that the pain comes back, and you know what they do? The first thing they do is go tell somebody the pain is back. 
Yeah, confess it, make it, explain ownership. We need to tell the flesh to shut up, and we need to take authority over that. What is we uh, uh, prayed for? Uh, Amen. And, and many uh, men of God, basically, yes. when they prayed for somebody, it was it mm-hmm. was done. They never went back the second time prayed for that person. And that's right. I it, know Smith. Yeah. Amen. And I know Smith Wigglesworth. You listen to everybody out there. Uh, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. basically, when he prayed for somebody, if they come back and said we need to be prayed for, you know what the Smith Wigglesworth would say? He said, I prayed mm-hmm. for you. That's you right. He wouldn't it. do it the second time. He refused he it. Do it the second time. No. Well, the rule is what do it that is. the second time, then, then you mm-hmm. know what? Then we don't believe God is done. That's right. Double-minded. It, you're falling into double-minded. And you know what it is when you feel the pain? When that pain and anything would come back, that's a lying spirit. A lying spirit to the devil can feel because of when you yeah. receive that, you say, oh, it's back. I guess it didn't receive it. You invited it back in like it was before, but when you rebuke that spirit, cast it out, and refuse to accept that, the devil gives up, your body heals up. You see, he gives up that's after right. a while because he knows he can't lie to you and you won't fall into his trap. Yeah, that's, and, that's and the, the whole thing about it, uh, uh, Apostle Edward, is we've got to quit basically opening our mouth. Uh, everybody I'm talking right out there, open our mouth and keep and, and agree with the devil. It's time to agree. Right. It's, it's time to agree with the Word of God. It's time to agree with Jesus, the Holy Spirit. That's right. And Daddy God. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, and and you know and something, brother Roy. People don't realize. Right. Yeah, something you don't. They don't. People don't realize if if a person had sickness in their body, they were healed. And a year later, that thing comes back. It it never had to write in the first place. But according to Nahum one nine, it says this re- affliction will not return a second time. So That's this right. revisiting of affliction is anti-scriptural. This is in fact. It's it's just like it's the, what had no right in you in the first place. But when it goes. It has definitely has no right to come back, only if we let it. Yes. You know what upsets me more than anything? Uh, oh, do I didn't hear that. Uh, would you, you say know, I you did? Know I didn't what upsets hear me more than anything? Mm-hmm. I know what you're going to say people, about it. When people are cancer-free, they're cancer-free. In Jesus. That's right. They're when cancer-free. When people to basically... But people, when the doctor says to them, I basically, the cancer's gone, but now you're in remission, and it could come back. No, that's, that's, that's man's report. That's a doctor's report. That's not the report of God. That's almost like an alcoholic being delivered and say, well, I live day by day by day. Uh, they're never completely delivered. That's wrong because you're you're delivered from alcohol. You're delivered from drugs. You're delivered from cancer, sickness, disease, COVID. Uh, when God, just like it tells us in Jeremiah, when when you're healed, you're healed by God. When He heals you, you're healed. It says. It's not maybe or, or another thing. When He begins the healing, He finishes it too, according to Philippians one yes, six. Yes, He does. He begins a. A good work on you will continue. And sometimes, you know, along right. the route there, brother, you know, God can be healing somebody. Their conditions become better and better, right? All of a sudden, it goes south, right? Well, 
God promised when he begins something, he will finish the job. So don't get upset when something goes south, when you stand up that seems to go south, because sometimes that will do that. But just hold fast, even though it goes south, it's going to be completed, yeah. and that's it. It's almost like a fish on a line. That fish will fight you till you bring it up. But he'll fight, but he, he's coming up, and I'm going to have fish for dinner. You know, you don't say, well, he's fighting. Uh-oh, I'm not going to be able to get him. No, you just reel that old fish in, and you get it up there. And that's the way we do with the promises of God, because it's a done deal. God, God began on it, and God is able to deliver that thing completely, because he doesn't begin something and then say, well, I guess it's a little rougher. I better let it go. But when things fail, uh, Apostle Roy, we're the ones that do it. You know, it's not God. And then we say, well, I guess God didn't want this for me. He didn't have that. And another thing, and this is a hard saying for a lot of people to hear, but, you know, it's not the will of God that anybody dies from sickness. It's like Brother Hagin said when he had a full of 80-year-old plus people. Uh, they, They had cancer. He said, folks, he said, if you want to go home to be with the Lord, that you have a choice. You can go home to be with the Lord, but you don't have to go with cancer because God healed you that. Right. You see. He wants you to sleep in Jesus. Like Brother Smith Wigglesworth died in Jesus, just like, uh, well, like some of the others, maybe your apostles. You know, of course, they had violent deaths, but to go to sleep in Jesus, you know, in a time when he's done with you. And he was a perfect example of that, as, as many men and women of God. But today, uh, it's a double standard, you know. It's almost, but the the thing is, what we began with with this was about praying. And then we pray, we say we got it, we thank God for it. Now, then tomorrow, we're going to pray again. That that has troubled me for the longest time because when I hear people say continue to pray, you know, that upsets me because, hey, I don't need to continue to pray. I pray for something, believe I don't need to continue to pray about this thing. I just continue to praise God for it and thank him and declare it. Say it, declare it, praise and declare the thing done. Not pray and say, Lord, I I claim this. Uh, this thing is going in Jesus' name. No, no, cause I believe it's going in the first place. That's almost like when people pray together. If if uh, three, four, five, six people pray, then each one prays, takes a turn prayer, then each one rebukes the spirits. Hey, I, I never went along with that either because if you're praying, I'm praying, or anybody else is praying, we pray together, I'm in agreement those spirits are going in the name of Jesus. Now, for something that somebody gets, is add on and that's different, but to pray repetitiously, repetitiously the same thing, praying and praying. I think, well, what in the world is that for? Didn't they believe it when uh, Joe uh, prayed as it happened, or Mary, or Tom, or whoever, you know? But when we pray, uh, we agree with one another when it's a group of people, and we don't aren't repetitious about it. We believe it's done there, and we accept the fact unless God shows otherwise. But uh, there's too many things that it's religious words, it's religious practice yeah. that people are doing. They just kind of lump it in there, and if you think about it, you can see how wrong it is how you and I are discussing it tonight. You can see how double-minded it is, and you're actually telling God, well, I told you I believe you yesterday, but, hey, I, I feel bad here, so you must have done it, Lord. I, I say I believed you and everything, but you didn't do it. So, hey, would you do it, Lord? I don't believe you did it, you see. And, but he wants you to believe that he did it. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Isn't that right, uh, my brother? He said earlier there, that's without right, faith, it's impossible. And that's right. not faith, is it? If we if we go back and do it, we're we're, we're being no. double minded. He said, "Where's your faith at?" And uh, and Lord looks at those things very strongly, like He did. Remember the centurion. He said, "I haven't found this greater faith in all Israel." When He said, right. "Hey, all you have to do is speak, Lord. You don't have to come to the house. Just speak it, and it'll be done." 
Well, most people have to have a, a written documentation and see it and feel it and uh, everything before they believe it. But that man, hey, thank you, Lord, you did it, walked away and went back and knew he was going to be okay. Now, that, that's faith. And that's the way God wants us all. And that's not just for the fivefold ministry. That's for whosoever, for all of us. That's, and that's not a exactly. medal of honor or a great man of God. That's, we should all be like that. God wants us all like that. Amen. That's right. Amen, 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 amen. You know, and the thing is that um, what the Lord put in my heart, too, and with everybody out there, as we go deeper with Jesus, going deeper with Jesus, uh, you know, um, some right now, uh, Brother Apostle uh, Adon, right now, some of you are ankle deep in the Lord. Amen. Some of Amen. you, uh, some of you out there are way deep in the Lord. But here's the key: we have to keep moving forward in going deeper with Jesus, because if we don't, we'll end up going backwards. That's right. We have a absolutely choice. good word. We have a choice, and I'm giving it. I'm just speaking it out right now. You have a choice. You want to go forward with the Lord, go deeper with Him, or go or come back or go backwards. Yeah, that's it. Because we can't. Because we can't. If you're going forward, you're going deeper with the Lord, or you know what? You can't just stay there. Like if you're ankle deep, you know what? Mm-hmm. Can't stay ankle mm-hmm. deep. You're either going to go forward in the Holy Spirit, or you're going to go backwards into the world. I'm very, very strong, but this is what the Lord put on my heart. Amen. And you know what that reminds me of, Brother Roy? You know how I equated to what you're saying? If you're not advancing, you're going backwards. You've been into an amusement park or a carnival where they have this, this ball. You have a, a, a hammer to hit a ball, and you try to ring the bell with that. And did you ever notice when you hit that, say, say you don't ring the bell. It's what I've been talking about, ringing the bell. But when you hit the ball, it goes up, right? That ball, that metal ball goes up there and use a hammer and hit it. But what happens when it stops going up? It comes back down, doesn't it? And isn't that like what's really what you're saying right there? In other words, you regress. Instead of progress going up, when you stop going up, down you come. It's in the going up that you maintain, but you can't stand still. And, and, and you know, Brother Roy, it takes uh, – well, James 1.22 tells us, you know, we're not to be just hearers of the word, but we got to put it to practice and do it. People a lot of times equate because they have the knowledge of it. I'm okay. I believe this. My church believes that, so I'm okay. Yeah, I believe by Jesus stripes I'm healed. I believe I can do all things through Christ. But when life hands them something that they need to use the word of God, they just act like the world does and do like the world does. They don't say, well, the word says this. And you see, that's where it really counts. That's where it really counts because it's in, it's a lifestyle uh, Christianity is a lifestyle, how we live our life, how we face life from day to day to day by the scriptures, you know. Uh, that's how we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We apply the Bible, and we make the Bible what the Bible says about us, says who we are, what we can have, what we're to do. We make that a part of our life and initiate it, and that's where the battle is, the battle of faith. Because when you work to make the Bible part of your life, and walk in the Bible, which is walking like Jesus, being more like Jesus. That's where you have the, the that's where the the fight is. You see, we're not fighting the devil; we're fighting everything else, but that comes against us 
that tries to stop us. We know Satan's in there, but there our biggest enemy, to tell you the truth, uh, Apostle Roy, is us. We're our biggest enemy because right. if we don't reckon ourselves dead, we don't have that problem. But when they let this old man live, this old man gets up and wants to do his thing, and it's fighting against our spirit man. Yeah. He really is. And uh, it's really simple. A lot of these things, you know, we said about going deeper. A lot of people probably think when they read what we're, we're doing, they think all these great, deeper, real positive, hard, deep things are going to be talking great revelation things. No. Most revelation is simplicity. Just like a little thing I just pointed out a minute ago about faith and going the second time and just little simple things that people overlook or even like we use this many times, we say no weapon formed against me will prosper. And that's true, but it says thou shall rebuke you know, the things that come against you. And I look that word thou up, and that means we will do it. It's not God will do it. He said uh, no weapon's going to form against you, son, but said you're going to rebuke the forces is what he's saying, and really in that way, in, in, in uh, what the interpretation is right there. You have to do that, because if you don't rebuke the forces, the weapons can progress against you, because you didn't take authority over them and stop them, you know? Uh, if a fly or a mosquito gets on your arm, you can say, that mosquito has no right there. But if you don't do something about that mosquito arm, you're going to have a mosquito bite. And so, yeah. But uh, when it comes to spiritual things, Roy, uh, it seems like many people have the mental attitude, God will take care of it, and it's, a, it's an osmosis thing, you know. But they don't realize that we have a part in this thing, you know. Uh, the Lord says, draw near to me, and I'll draw near to you. Resist the devil, and he'll flee Amen. from you. Uh, James 4, 7, and 8. And we have to take a step there. Uh, when he healed the sick or the cripples, he said, pick up your bed and walk. Things like that. I mean, but we try to get out of doing things and think, well, hey, it's going to just happen. But it doesn't work that way. You know, God has a plan the way that we have to work that plan. And and that's where it's a big failure in many people's lives, Brother Roy. People lose because the lying spirits come up, like we're talking about prayer or like we're talking about now, you know, with, with people who are expecting God to do it all. It's like sitting out there with a flat tire and say, Lord, I, I believe by faith you're going to fix my tire. You'd be sitting there with the cows coming home and the tower still be flat. I mean, we, we have to use spiritual sense, common sense and spiritual sense. You know, uh, a lot of things are common sense, you know, but people uh, get so far out spiritually, so deep spiritually, that they trip over the simple things. You know, it's, it's a little fox, as the Bible says, that spoil the vines. Amen. Amen, my brother. Amen. That's right. That's so true. Yeah. Everybody out there, I just want to say, you know, Brother Edward, Apostle Ezra, and myself, you know, we're the reason the reason that we're doing these series is we want to see our you out there, our brothers and sisters, to go deeper in Jesus. Because the way the world is right now, the way the world right now the the world is basically, is like, you know, the world's not good. That's why the Bible says, do not love the world or anything of the world. The love of the Father is not in the world. That's right. Amen? Right. Amen. So, so we are basically saying right now, Apostle Edward, and we're in agreement that we want, this is your opportunity to go deeper in Jesus. Yes. 
their opportunity yeah. to go deeper in Jesus out there. You know, and here's the key. The more deeper you go in Jesus, the more the signs, wonders, and miracles will follow you. Yes, 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 yes. Amen? Yes. Amen. Amen. And it's, it's amazing. I, I have a young man that uh, God used me to minister to him, baptism of the Holy Spirit, two years ago this past uh, October. And he's probably the greatest, if not the, one of the most, the greatest success story of my ministry of men- mentoring somebody. I've mentor a lot of people, all, you know, uh, spiritual father, all these types of things, do a lot of that one-on-one. And uh, he was baptized in the Holy Ghost. The important thing, holiness and empowerment, is we're going to be dealing with that. We need to really be dealing with that more because uh, that's what we want to do because that's what we all need to be, holiness and empowerment. But he received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in such a phenomenal way like I've never seen before. It was an Apostle Paul experience on Damascus Road. And less than a week after he received that experience, he went over to his mama's house, demonic activities going on there she was possessed and she was making all kinds of noises and screams and things and he said lord what am i to do and the lord directed him to go up and deal with it and you know i'm kind of short in the store there i've had him on my radio program here reaching out radio twice and uh anyhow he went up there he cast the devil out of her and when he cast the devil out of her uh, she got set free gave up the alcohol got saved, got baptized in the Holy Ghost and serving the Lord. And she was on the program the first time I had him on, too, discussing the same thing. But this woman was really under big time. But this was a man that just received that empowerment. And, and I know the baptism, how it affected me when I received it way back in June of 71. And what happened in my life, my eyes were open completely. My life changed. It's not been the same. And right now, Holiness and the baptism of the Holy Ghost are the biggies with God. They are because we have to be in that place. Because you know what it really is to really simplify it? And I I repeat this a lot of times, but I can't repeat it enough. The fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22, 23, or the fruit of the Spirit was a characteristic of Christ. Faithful, kind, loving, you know, self-control, which is temperance. All these things, the nine fruits, right? Yes. Now. The gift of the Spirit were what Jesus did, his ability, in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 through 11. Now, ability and personality. Okay, the first thing we have to have is the fruit of the Spirit, because the gifts of the Spirit bring reproach against God if we don't operate in the fruit of the Spirit. So we have the fruit of the Spirit down. We work on that, all right? The gifts of the Spirit, we're open for that. We seek these things that allow God to work through us with them. And as they increase and get stronger and stronger in our life, that is what makes you and I look more like Jesus because it's through the fruits and the Amen. gifts. That, that is the whole ball. It's almost like, you know, uh, Brother Roy, you know, uh, the Lord said, love God with all your heart and soul and all your being and your neighbor as yourself. And that is all the Bible right there, and that, that covers everything, you know, love and God with all your heart and soul and your neighbor as yourself. Well, these two things here, the fruit of the Spirit and the gift of the Spirit, cover being like Jesus completely. And these are the two areas that we must be looking at. We must say scriptures, Galatians 5, 23. Listeners right now, 
listen closely because Roy, we need to get on this. I think we need to get on these things and talk about these more because we're trying to help people to be more like Jesus. And I think we needed that with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, of course, the gifts of the Spirit. I talked about that recently. But uh, we need to get people involved with that because when when people get involved with that, they're they're looking more like Jesus, and then then you become excited about Jesus. And when you're walking in these things, it's it's a it's a blessing, it's experiential, great, wonderful things, and you just love it. You can't get enough of it. When you get a little bit of Jesus, you're going to want more, and you're going to want more, and you're going to want more. Uh, that's why it never becomes stale. It never becomes old, the things of God. They just become more exciting. You know, I, I'm excited. I've been excited for 51 years. <laughs> and, and God, you know, it, it, it gets so wonderful. And, and, and God, you know, signs and wonders are truly following uh, our ministries and our lives. You know, Brother Roy and I and, and our program we're on together and, and here, a program. And, and uh, we see these things. we got testimonials, and people with have testimonials, and we see these things happen. These are, we aren't just talking like some preachers do. The Bible, they talk what the Bible says and what the apostles did and what just happened back in the Old Testament. That's not what the Bible is about. We're writing the book of Acts, Acts chapter 29. I have a book called Overpowering Influence of the Truth. And, you know, in the book of Acts, there's 28 chapters. But uh, the Lord had showed me this, and I've said this for years. Acts 29, we're all writing. Roy is writing Acts 29. I am and everybody else. You all are writing Acts 29. Now, what are we putting in Acts 29 in our life? You see, our life is Acts 29, every one of us. Now, are we putting God in that? Right there, is, is it really he being glorified? Is Jesus being glorified? Are we taking advantage of what he's provided, giving us all things to paint our life into godliness? And that's what he wants you and I to do. He wants us to take advantage of what he has given us that we can uh, influence others and bring glory to him, that they will desire him, come to him, and they will enter into the fold. It's, it's really simple. It's not great, complicated things, you know. There's profound things in it is what it is. It's profound. But simplicity, uh, I teach simple. Brother Roy teaches simple. We don't talk complicated big words. And that I don't buy that. I really don't. To me, it's, it's nonsense. Jesus taught simplicity. But what he taught had depth to it, you see. It's, it's endless. It's, in other words, you can teach and learn about John 3.16 uh, for a hundred years and still not know it. You can take scriptures that you've known uh, since you were a child, and you still are learning. I'm still learning from basic scriptures. I'm getting revelations and more revelations on things that I've known for years and years. And that's where the Word of God is, because it's, it's God. There's no bottom to it. There's no limit to it. When we get to heaven after being there 10 million years, do you believe and do you realize we'll still be learning? When you go to heaven, you're gonna, we're going to be learning in heaven also. It doesn't stop. Learning doesn't stop when we get to heaven. We're going to be learning there, and you want to hear something? In all eternity, we'll never know it all. In all eternity, it never ends because you know why we'll never know it all? Because we'd be like God, and we're never going to know what God knows, what he knows. He's God. You see, we're going to be learning. We're always going to be learning. We're his children. We're his children. He's God. We are his children, but he's teaching all of us, you see. And what Brother Roy and I are are, are accomplishing, what we're trying to do here, our our attitude about this whole thing is to get you all in that place, to get us all. We all grow. We're we're growing, too. We're we're here. We got made, and we've arrived, and we're trying to get you there. No, it's not.
not that at all. We are going high. We want to go deep for ourselves. Neither one of us and nobody I've ever met is satisfied where they're at. But we want to do that. We want to get you all there. In fact, uh, Brother Will, we'll have to give them our emails, too, for something they would like to know because we, we want them to correspond uh, with us because we're speaking to an audience out here. We don't see any faces, but we need to hear from them. We need to tell us what they, they, they have a question about this or they'd like to hear this or what about this or that from the program here. I mean, I, I hear from people, and you do too, but about directly about the program because we want to put things on there that's going to help them. Amen. Amen, my brother. Amen, yes. Yes, and we'll do that. You know, another, yes, another, another going deeper with Jesus is fasting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what do you think about that? Brother Edward. Okay. Uh, would you say that? Again? Uh, kind of, it's fasting. It's fasting. It's fasting, yep. Denying yourself. That's a self denial yeah. and there's different ways you can do it. Uh I really <laughs> it's funny, you know, when you said that fasting, but sometimes, you know, by what you desire you won't used to desire, you don't desire it anymore. And that's really God kinda of giving you a fast because I don't I'm not a bug on television like I used to be. I used to used to like to look at TV, you know. Uh, I could go all night without it. I'm there on my computer looking at the things of God, trying to help people, and uh, in prayer and uh, reading the Word and hearing things. And uh, I'm, I'm in a spiritual attitude all the time. I'm, I'm just 24 seven. That's my whole life. It really yeah, is. Yeah, and you and know like why? And you, know, you know why, Edward? You're not involved. In, uh, interest in TV anymore yes, because it, it, uh, it, there's nothing there there's nothing there for you that's that's for sure yeah I can't stand right. it. I don't listen to news because all they have is garbage it's propaganda exactly and negative trying to put fear devil, in the people uh, devil, the, the devil's uh, frequency that's right the news that's everything right. like that right that's right but That's the word, right. It, but it, the Word of God, when you're in the Word of God, you're in your prayer and you're spending time with the Lord. I mean, you know what? You're, you're basically the presence of the Lord is there. you got a peace. you got joy and everything like that. So, you know, out there, you go deeper in Jesus. You're spending time with the Holy Spirit. Because going deeper in Jesus is, yeah. you know what? You need to spend time yeah. with the Holy Spirit. That's it. Spending okay. time with Him just... Uh, Meditating, just letting him minister to you, and uh, just being in that presence. Because there's such a thing as praying, and that's it. There's a thing as praying and getting into his presence when you pray before you get up. And that's really what we should do, because being in that presence, it gives you that strength when you start your day. And we need to really do yeah. that. We really do. Right. Because that way we're prepared, you know. And uh, it, it's, uh, well, you know... Really, it, to live a fasted life, I call it a fasted life. I've never heard anybody say it, but I've had that terminology in my mouth for as long as yeah. I can remember. A fasted life is a life like Smith Wigglesworth, the closest one that I knew of but lived it, that uh, the way he conducted his lifestyle, the way he had control of his lifestyle. He would pray, he'd read, he'd, uh, and uh, it was incredible. And, you know, it takes that commitment because you're only going to get out of it what you put into it. In fact, you're going to get much more God the multiplier. But uh, we yeah. have to, and people are just too lazy. They want to just kind of uh, have that lazy spirit that I don't have to 
money handed to me. Just sit back and let the government give you everything. Just sit back and do nothing. I just want to be a good Tom Charlie type thing, you know. And uh, and that's not right because we are to be uh, creative. We are to go forth and do things. We invent things. We do things. We're, we're to be kept active in our lives, you know. But when you make people lazy and uh, say, well, hey, you don't have to do anything. I'll do it all for you. Then you're going to take control of those people. That's all about control because if you get somebody and people in a little herd and you, you promise them things and do things like that, that's what the devil does. He promises things if you do this, if you do that, and then you listen to him, you get an entrapment there. You know, it's an entrapment. And uh, it, it, it's just not God's way, you know, that lazy spirit. You know, in other words, uh uh, like we used to look at these ads in the books that said, well, hey, you can have a nice swimming pool, nice car, boat, all kinds of money, great home. And people would look at that, but they didn't look what it takes to get that home. And people just don't want to pay the price, Roy. By the way, uh, they don't want to. And that's even with spirituality. They want to have a great ministry, be a great woman or a great man of God. But they don't realize the price that needs to be paid. And then when they go to step out to do that, the first little wind that comes, they give it up, you see. And you can't do that. You have to be a fighter today because if, you're, uh, if you bend over and get clobbered, just get hit all the time and just bend over and just give up and just throw yourself at the mercy of, of the enemy, it's not going to go well. But you have to have a fighting spirit of boldness by God's word because recognizing he's a great one within you. He's got a plan for you. You're not a piece of trash. You have a program, a plan that he's set up just for you personally. Every person has a calling in their life. It's a purpose to life. Every person has a purpose to life. And the devil will try to say, well, you don't have an education or you're this or you're that. That has nothing to do with it. You have a calling, and if you follow his leadership, he'll lead you to what you have to do to be successful with that and, and be able to do it to what he's called you to do. That's what I like about the things of the Lord so much because you just give yourself to him and he shows you how. He, he gives you favor. He gives you provisions for it. Uh, I've seen it over the years in starting churches, writing the book. I, I can tell you a lot of things I started that I knew, knew nothing about, knew nothing about. But God supplied the people to help me. He supplied the finances. He supplied the way, uh, the favor. Yeah. And uh, he does. He, he just wants a willing subject. He'll give you the ability. You just get, you be a, you give him your availability. And he'll give you the ability and the provision for it. Right? That's right. Amen. That's right, my brother. Yeah, that's, amen. Amen. Yeah. That's what's oh, neat amen. about it because that's for everybody, and everybody can relate to that. I mean, no matter what you failed, how bad you messed up, or anything like that in life. Uh, God will meet you right where you're at. You can start brand new right now. If you failed and just did everything wrong, just ask God to forgive you. Just rededicate your life. Say, I come back to you, Lord. Forgive me. I want to live the life that you have for me. I've tried to do what I want to do, and it hasn't worked out. But you have something for me, Lord, and I want what you have for me. I know you've come to give me life and give it more abundantly, is what Jesus told me in John 10.10. And I want to live that abundant life. I want peace and joy, and I want to feel like I'm accomplishing something. I want to do something. I want to, to have a purpose to life. I want to be something. And I, I know I am something in you, Lord. So, therefore, 
take over my life, Lord, that you can make something out of me because I know I can't do it myself. I know nobody does or can, but it's through you. So I give myself to you, and I'm giving you the opportunity, Lord, to do your thing in my life. Not my will, but your will is what I want from this time forth, God. And just what I said these minutes or two right here, you talk like that to God and me in your heart, and I feel it myself as I'm saying I'm saying it to him too. I didn't just say that for your benefit. I said it for my benefit because I said that because I'm dedicating myself too, and it never hurts yourself to do that because I want to not only be dedicated but stay dedicated and become better and better and better, you see. I want to be like Paul, Philippians 3, 13, and 14. I press towards your mark, Lord, the mark of excellence, you see. I'm not excellent. I'm not perfect. Naturally, but I'm getting better and better every day, you see, and that's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to increase daily, you see. So that's what it's all about, folks. That's what it's all about. It's really very simple. It's very simple. It's for everybody. It's, there, there isn't any favoritism in it because what he does for one, he'll do for another. All we have to do is just obey him. And I'm telling you, you can't lose with the Lord, Roy, can you? Brother Roy, you cannot oh, lose with the Lord. He won't reject it. He doesn't put you down by the color of your skin or because you have no education or you're not good looking or what have you. You came from the wrong side of the tracks or you messed up, you were in jail or what have you. In fact, if the person's in jail and was a, really a big sinner, uh, Paul said in First Timothy one fifteen, he said he was the chief of all sinners. Christ came to, I'll quote it to you, Christ came to save uh, lost sinners of whom I am chief. He stood there and held the uh, uh, coat for Stephen while they stoned him to death. And Stephen got a standing ovation in heaven by God. Jesus Christ stood up and they had a standing ovation when when uh, the deacon Stephen was stoned to death. And Apostle Paul was when he was Saul then, held the coat while those men stoned him to death with rocks. But yet this man was one of the greatest men in the scripture as far as the New Testament. So uh, you see what I mean, folks? We're and I are trying to convince you that, hey, you, you can start with God. You, you, there isn't such a thing as you can't do anything anymore. The thing is, you can start a new sheet right now, a new life. You say, boy, I wish I would start my life over again. You can. You can't go back to the past and erase the past, but you get forgiveness for the past and start brand spanking new on the track of God. And that's what he wants you to do. He wants us to start that track every day. New every day is a new day, a new day, and make the best out of that day, leaving our Lord have that day. And when we do that, uh, you won't have any regrets as you get older. Any I wish I would have done that, or oh, if I only I did that. Uh, I have no really regrets. I have some regrets in my life. I've made mistakes, of course, but the way I've lived my life now, I have no regrets because I'm living it for God to to work in his kingdom to do what he wants me to do. So I don't feel I'm losing out in anything. I feel I'm really gaining by doing this. I'm doing what God, I believe, called me to do, you say. And that's what you need to do. That's what everybody needs to do. Uh, this is why we're now on this broadcast. I wouldn't be preaching or teaching. I know he wouldn't either if we weren't trying to get you all to the place that God wants you to be and also make sure we are there and maintain it. Because that's what it's all about, folks. Jesus is coming soon. He's coming very soon, and we want to be prepared and can stand before him, and he'll say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Isn't that right, Brother Roy? That's right. Yes, amen, brother. Amen. Yes, that's so fun. Another 
the Lord put on my heart is another of going deeper in Jesus is is repentance. Yes. The Bible says in Second Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people, that's us, were called by my name, says the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. People are called by yes. humble themselves and pray and seek mm-hmm. my faith and turn from our wicked ways, then you'll hear from heaven, forgive our sin, heal our heal our land, heal our body. Yes. Amen. Heal us. Amen. So. So what? So how many of you out there, right now? It's a sound of my voice. How many of you right now have humbled yourself and prayed and have been seeking the Lord? This is a this is an opportune time. This is a time. You know what? This yes. Is, you know this is a, 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 this is it. Holy Spirit is on my heart, real quick, you know? Amen. As you go deeper with Jesus, as as you go deeper with Jesus, we need to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. (laughs) We need to be in prayer, praying without ceasing, praying for our brothers and sisters, praying, you know, uh, praying until something happens. Amen. Yes. Amen. We need to be we need to be seeking his face, not his hand. But seeking his face. Yes. Yes. And then we need to be turning from our wicked ways. Amen. See the, the more that you the, the more you go deeper, the more we all go deeper in Jesus, the more that we need to turn from our wicked ways. In repentance. In repentance. Mm. So you have an opportunity right now out there. Yes. To, to, to repent. As you go deeper with Jesus. As you repent. We'll give you a couple minutes right now, Apostle uh, uh, Edward and myself. Yes. We all need to repent. Yes, we, we do. We all need to repent. Lord, I repent. Lord, I repent. Yes, me too. Yes. I'm spending a time, a time with you, Lord. You see what I'm saying? This is not just for you out there. This is for, for, for us. We're the ones that are yes, called. Yes. We're the ones that are called, you know, to do this. How much Amen. more should we be going to get Brother Edward, Apostle Edward, myself, Brother Edward, be going deeper in Jesus in repentance. Yes. Yes. This is all about him. It's all about yes. Jesus. It's not about us. It's all about him. Mm-mm. That's right. Everything will pass, but what's only done for Jesus and in Jesus will last. Mm. Down on our knees We found Jesus So let's just get down on our knees Right now Let's just get down on our knees And just Repent And as we do that 
there's a new day. It's a new beginning. It's a new time in the Lord. Amen? Amen. I see many of you right now. I see many of you. You know, the Bible says this, Jesus speaking. I wish that you were hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. It's time to say this. Lord, setting the spark this day, please light the fire. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. You were shaking out there. The presence of the Lord just came into your place. came into your place right now, and you were shaken. Yes. You know what's going on? The Lord is shaking the drugs out of our lives. This is a new day. A new hour. A new vision. It's time for all of us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And let him take of all these things that are added unto us. Yes. Yes, amen, amen. Yes, right now, folks. This is this, the spirit of God has been here powerfully in a powerful way. I feel such a presence of God right now, and this is your hour. And I want to lead you and in, in, uh, to the Lord, brother Warren. I want to lead you to the Lord right now. And you know, it's really simple what we're going to have you say. But you have to mean it in your heart. And if you mean what I'm going to, I'm going to lead you to some words here, a prayer to Jesus Christ. You mean those words in your heart. You'll be passing from death to life, like it says in, in, in John 5:24. And what it is, just like now, if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know that you're going to go to heaven, you don't have the assurance of going to heaven. You're like a plane that's headed down to the ground, like you see maybe in a movie where it's coming down real fast. But as soon as you ask Jesus in your heart and mean that, it's just like taking a, a something a stick on the airplane and just flipping it around and goes back up again. It stops going down. You're headed for hell, but God wants to turn you around just like an airplane doing a nosedive. They pull the, the uh, stick or whatever you call that, and it turns it around, and you're headed upward. And God that wants to do that in your life tonight. 
Or you sense that you have that need tonight, and you know that, hey, I'm not right. If I was to die, I'm not going to go to heaven. I don't have the peace and the joy in what these men are talking about, but I want to have that. I want that, Jesus. I want you just to follow in prayer now as we pray. And, Brother Roy, you pray with me. I'm praying the prayer, but you pray with me. And and you people do that because we're all praying this prayer right here. I'm not just myself, but Roy's going to pray the prayer of repentance as well as you all that want to receive Jesus for the first time. And if you mean that in your heart, it's going to happen. It will happen right away. That's what God's Word says. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I know that I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I'm a sinner. I believe Jesus Christ died for my sins. I believe Jesus Christ died for my sins. He was buried. He was buried. He was resurrected. He was resurrected. And he did it for me. He did it for me. Right now, Lord. Right now, Lord. I repent and give my heart to you, I Lord repent. Jesus. I repent. Yes, I give my heart to you. And Lord, I ask you to take over my life. I ask you to take over my life. You take over my life. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. And save me. And save me. Your word tells me, Lord. Your word tells me, Lord. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I called upon you. And I call upon you. So I am saved. So I am saved. Thank you for saving me, Lord. Thank you for saving me, Lord. I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. And take over my life completely. Take over my life completely. Because you are not only my Savior. You're not only my Savior. But I make you my Lord. But I make you my Lord. This very minute. This very minute. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just thank, thank- him. Just thank him now for saving your soul. Just thank, you, thank him, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And, Lord, I just pray for those that prayed that prayer, that don't know you as Savior, just come into the kingdom. Lord, that yeah. you that you will just move upon their hearts and take over their lives completely. I ask you to wrap a hedge around them, protect them from the forces of darkness, get them into a place where they are going to have those who will mentor them and encourage them and direct their lives and just take over their lives. And I ask, Lord, that you will protect them. Protect these souls from any false prophets or any evil people who try to distract them or lead them down the wrong path. But just be with them, Father. Just be with them as as they go forward from this time forth and give them that hunger, that hunger, because you said in Philippians 2.13, it's you that works in them to will and to do your good pleasure. So, Father, let that be in their hearts from this time forth, Father. So I just release your anointing upon them all right now in Jesus precious name so glory glory yes I feel I feel a joy because you know uh, Romans ten thirteen says whoever calls upon
in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Okay. And that's your assurance yeah. for salvation there. Because you ask him to do it, and he said, those that come to me, I will no wise cast out. I will not cast them out. Yeah. You know, I won't cast them out. So you're his child now. You were headed to hell. Now your direction changed to go to heaven in Jesus' name. And anybody that is backslidden from God right now or has to serve God, repent. Mm-hmm. Just say, Lord, forgive me. I haven't lived for you. I was like a prodigal son, but I come mm-hmm. back to you right now. And I ask you just to take my life again. I want to start out brand spanking new again, Lord. I want to start out new like it never happened because he tells me in First John 1, 9, if we sin, we just ask him to forgive us, and he would do that. He said, I'll, I'll forgive you. Amen. So you can start out brand new, just like these people receive Jesus Christ. Start out new into something greater, you say. And just remember that uh, this is a, the greatest thing you can ever do, you can ever do in Jesus' name. And I thank God for this. I thank God that his spirit is here because the, the Holy Spirit is here. It's here so strong. I know as we were talking, uh, Apostle Roy and myself, and what I'm just sensing in my spirit, there was a, there was a hush, a hush of uh, presence of God, because he's dealing with hearts in a very serious time, and just very tranquil, was tranquility. I feel tranquility, don't you, Apostle Roy? I feel, I guess you yeah. call it tranquility. It's a tranquil spirit that uh, it's very, just completely off of everything we were talking about into that time of decision. And uh, we are yeah. here also for you. I know Brother Roy will give you his, uh, his email. I give you my email because we want to help you in any way we can. And any questions, and also online right there for this program on uh, Extend the Hands, yeah, Extend the Hands, uh, uh, with uh, Reaching Out Radio International. If you look in the on-demand section, you will see uh, this uh, program. All you have to do to listen again is click on it. And if you scroll down there, there's a place for comments. That's why the comments are there, and that's why that is there, because those of you that have questions or comments, please go down there and look at that on the on your computer. Reaching Out Radio International, and you click on it, you'll have our program, and there's pictures there you'll see sliding across the screen, and then all you just do is scroll down for comments, because we do want to hear from you, and we want to know if there's any way we can help you, because uh, you're babies now. And now your life begins begins in Jesus. The Bible says it in Second Corinthians five seventeen that old things pass away, all things will become new to you. And as you yield to Jesus, you know, start out like in the book of Gospel of John, start reading at and praying and ask God to show you to a good church to go to, a spirit filled church where they teach you the power of God and the love of God. And uh when you do that and pray uh, you're gonna, God's going to reveal himself more. Jesus, you'll know more about Jesus. It'll become real. Right now, sometimes uh, you just have a, a faint sensing, but it becomes greater as you read the Word and as you pray and you just desire that. And as much as you do that, how much that's how much he's going to reveal himself to you. The more you want it, the more he's going to give to you. And he'll become so real to you, he'll be more real to you than your neighbor or your friend or your family. He'll be more real to you. He'll be your best friend. So just mm-hmm. do that, and that's how you really start your Christian life. Brother Roy? Mm-hmm. And Apostle uh, Edward, another thing the Lord has put in my heart is I'm going to speak, we're just going to uh, speak out uh, to uh, everybody out there. 
There has been mm-hmm. people that have told you, you know, when you when you you have this desire to be uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit. There's people out there saying, oh well, you do, you, you don't need you don't need to get that, and you know, and you know, and all this other stuff. But I'll tell you something mm-hmm. right now. Right now, it's a gift from Daddy God to you, and the baptizing the Holy Spirit is not the end, it's the beginning. Amen. Amen. Beginning. And the only one that doesn't want you baptizing the Holy Spirit is the devil. That's right. Amen. Amen. We're just going to, you know what? I just get that very, very strong. So, so lift up your hands right now. Lift up your hands. Yes. And receive the gift from Daddy God. Baptizing the Holy Spirit, the evidence is speaking in tongues. And, yes. and Brother yes. Edward and uh, uh, Apostle, uh, Brother Edward and myself, we want you to have this. But more than that, Daddy God wants you to have this. It's a gift. It's like he's, it's like somebody is handing you a gift, and you're either receiving it or you're rejecting it. I pray, Apostle Edward prays. You will receive it tonight. Yeah, and Brother Roy, can I mention something here? You know, Jesus, Jesus himself told the uh, 120 were in the upper room. They were saved, but he said, stay in this upper room till I send the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost was That's not right. here yet. Because he didn't go to heaven, but when he went to heaven, he sent the Holy Ghost. That's why they had to tarry or stay. Well, you don't have to tarry or stay now because the Holy Ghost is here. But he did say, stay, and he said, don't go any place you receive this experience. So it's just like if That's you right. are called to go out and say you're a home builder and you dig the hole to put the foundation. You don't go out to that ground and everything prepare for that home unless you have the heavy equipment to dig that hole and the equipment to do it with, right? And that's, that's right. what the Holy Ghost is. It's the equipment because you cannot operate in the gifts of the Spirit, and you're not going to be successful in the fruit of the Spirit because you won't have power to do it. It gives you the power. Uh, my life was so dramatically changed by that that uh, I, I, I won't even go into detail. My book goes into detail about it that I have. But uh, And I've had other people, many people, you know, uh, individuals. Yes. Go into a little bit of detail. Go into a little bit of detail how your life was changed when you got baptized in the Holy Spirit. They need to hear okay. that. Okay. All right. When I received that experience, it was a day that uh, he, he was going to baptize with water the pastor. And uh, anyhow, I was a smoker, and I would smoke in front of the pastor. I'd smoke at a Sunday school meeting even. I mean, I would never tried to be a phony. So anyhow, uh, they were going to baptize my, uh, I must have been in the bathroom or someplace, but my wife saw the pastor, and she said about uh, him baptizing me that day. There several of us be baptized, but he said, well, I can't baptize Ed there. He smokes. And, of course, the other men smoked, too, and they didn't do it in front of the pastor. So uh, she told me that, and I went to the pastor. I said, Pastor, I'd like you to baptize me. He said, well, you're smoking, but if you can promise me you won't smoke, I will baptize you. 
So uh, my wife and I uh, went out to uh, eat that day. Our children were small, and this is way back in 1971. And uh, anyhow, my children were small, and I was having a situation in life. I was ten and a half months saved, but I was like a roller coaster, up and down, up and down, right? And I just couldn't get it together. I was just, I, I just couldn't do it. And and uh, I was laid off the time and the finances and everything was seemed like it was falling in on me. Okay, and I said, well, Lord, I'm going to quit smoking. And I used to love to smoke, but I, I made an agreement there with the Lord. And when we were sitting there at that restaurant, I told my wife. I said, you know, I like to smoke, love to smoke, but I'm going to quit smoking, and I'm going to live for God. And I said, no, Father, uh, I'm going to need, first of all, I give myself to you completely because I want to live for you, and I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to do the things that should be done. But I said, Lord, I need the power to do it because, Lord, I can't do it. I've failed all the way along so far, much less quitting smoking on top of that. So I said, I give my all to you. Give me the power to live for you. And so after that, I went into, uh, uh, was baptized, had a glorious time, and testified. We come home that night, and I guess it was somewhere around 8, 9 o'clock, the blends. I used to love to look at that program, and I think it was around 9. And uh, I went in the bedroom. I told my wife, I said, forget about Bonanza. I'm not going to look at Bonanza. I'm going to the bedroom. And she nearly fell out because I never did that before, especially my favorite TV program, Bonanza. And I went in there, and it was a hot July time. It was, uh, well, it was actually 50 years ago at this time right now. Now that I think about it, it was about July of of uh, 71. So we're going to say 50 years ago, I went back in, in the room, the bedroom there. It was a, a calm, hot night, just like it is. And uh, the windows were open, no air conditioning, of course. And uh, anyhow, everything was still. The windows open, it's hot. I started uh, praying. And all of a sudden, the window curtain just blew as a, like a wind gushed in. And there's catechismical lights above me like that. I went, I, I was in there, and I didn't know what I was doing. I knew nothing about Pentecost tongues. I knew nothing about nothing. I knew probably less than anybody listening to this broadcast tonight. So you say, well, I don't know a whole lot, you know, that you'd say about yourself. I knew less than you know. Okay. And anyhow, I come out. And my wife said my face was a glow. I must have looked like Moses, right? And from that time forth, even when I went to church, they saw that. They said he must have got a good dose of salvation. Something happened. But I'll tell you what did happen. I had hunger for God. I was spending 10 hours a day in the Bible because I was laid off. I had my eyes were open to what people were. I used to have rose-colored glasses on, and I saw people for what they were. I had a great hunger for the Word of God. I became bolder. I had desire to serve him. Everything that I wasn't doing before changed. In other words, the old things then really passed away, and, man, the new things came on me like never before. And I'll tell you what, I haven't been the same since that happened, that experience. But you know something about the prayer language? That was in uh, uh, 71. And uh, that time I didn't speak in tongues after. I had I, I had the evidence of speaking, as I told you, in the baptism there. But I went to, I worked at a place called Mack Truck. And I had a friend there who was in the full gospel business, and I told him my experience. And he asked me if I spoke fluently in tongues. I said no, and I told him what I'm telling you all. And uh, anyhow, he laid hands on me and, and spoke, you know, in other words, ministered to me. And uh, he said, now, once you, when you go home, he said, you go in your bedroom, it can be at nighttime or anything, and just start 
praise the Lord and just worship him, and just it will happen for you. You'll, you'll receive the, the uh, fluency of it. So I commenced to do that, and it was just a matter of a few days, and I was speaking fluently. And I was speaking in tongues all the time. This is what happened. But you see, I had the initial tongues, and I knew nothing about it. I didn't know what in the world happened to me. I was just making sounds, you know. I had no idea what it was. But then when he told me, he told me that, and then I got the fluency, and I learned, and I grew. And uh, I, I'll tell you, folks, uh, the prayer language uh, in ministry, you know, in the ministry that I have, uh, is so many times I've used that. And I wouldn't have the ministry that I have today being able to do and the success that I have in ministry if it wouldn't be for that. And I'll even go one step beyond that there. Paul said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. And Apostle Paul wouldn't have been the great man of God that he was if he wouldn't have spoken tongues, had the prayer language. And that's what you get with it, you see. Now, the prayer language isn't the gift of tongues. I'm not going to go into the detail there, but see, a lot of people would try to talk you out of it and say it wasn't for today. would say, well, Paul said, do all speak in tongues? Do all do this, all do that? No, not everybody has the gift of tongues. But the prayer language, just like it says in Corinthians 14, Sing in the Spirit, sing with your understanding. Pray in the Spirit, pray in your understanding. Now, the prayer language that you have, I'm kind of going into a little detail here, is for three purposes. First of all, to build up yourselves, the book of Jude tells us, in the Holy Ghost. That's a, that builds us up. The second thing is to worship God because it's God speaking through you. The perfect prayer that the devil does not understand what you're saying. And the Lord's praying a prayer through you, so it's a perfect prayer, not what you and I pray in our understanding. That's God praying through you. And God knows how to pray a little better than we do, doesn't he? So, so it's praying in the Spirit, God praying through you. And Romans eight twenty six twenty seven says about groanings that cannot be uttered. And that's what it's about because I could be going into prayer language I might be praying for somebody in Africa that I don't know about. Or maybe somebody's about to have an accident around here. Somebody I know, I intercede like that. And I've heard it happening, uh, getting up and, and, uh, and uh, Lord, I have you pray. And you'll be praying in the Spirit. You find out later, that very minute or that very hour you were praying, somebody was saved. Their life was uh, saved from being killed or whatever. I've heard many testimonies like that. So that's number two. You're praying what you don't know or who don't know and interceding, you see. The next thing we, we do after we glorify God is to glorify God and worship him, you say. In other words, in a language that uh, it's beyond. Because I'll give you a little example of that. Have you ever worshipped the Lord and you just couldn't seem to say the words that would praise him? It just wasn't in your vocabulary. You loved him so much that you just weren't able to articulate on it. Well, naturally, you wouldn't be able to. We all come to that place. Well, when you're in the prayer language, you can. You can say the things that worshiping glory that praises him and, and, and loves him because it's him praying through you. See, he prays through you to build you up. He prays through you about the things you don't know for somebody you're praying for you don't know. He prays to worship him. And another thing he does in times, and, and I do this too, uh, you'll get answers if you pray in the Spirit. And I don't want to get into what's in the gifts of the Spirit, but I'll pray in tongues and God will give me words. And he's done that to show me, well, I, I work with Kenya. So my, God directed me there in two tongues, and then I interpret what I, I said, and I got the word Kenya. And sometimes he'll just speak a word to me, or I'll, I'll pray in tongues, and he'll give me interpretation. So you see there's, there's purpose behind it. 
but uh, it is it's God's language, you know, and I, I didn't get into it real deep. I hit a little surface. But the more you use that, the more you recognize that it's, uh, it's, it's as important as the air you breathe. And it has everything to do in your life because you cannot be what God wants you to be without that baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can't. It's impossible because a car cannot go without gasoline. Neither can you go without the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence speaking in tongues and have the prayer language. Amen. Hallelujah. Did you just hear what uh, Apostle Edward said? How he basically, basically how he went from mediocre yes. to on fire. Even below mediocre. <laughs> yes. Yeah. On fire. On fire. Yes, yes sir. Because when he got back yes. in the Holy Spirit, He'd become a, 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 on fire, on fire for the Lord, and and you, know what? you you become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You see more of the Spirit. You hear more what the Spirit's saying, right? Mm-hmm. You can taste the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's right. Right. Man, it's you life feel changer. the presence of the Lord more. Yes. And you would smell. Yes. There's a fragrance of the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, everybody out there. There's, you know what? There's yeah. a fragrance of the Holy Spirit. It, uh, you know, it, it, it's a wonderful, wonderful fragrance of the Holy Spirit. When oh my, yeah. God comes into a room, comes into your place, whatever it is, you can smell that. You can, you, you know what? There's a fragrance, just like there's a fragrance of the of the, of the demonic spirit. There's the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Mm-hmm. Most precious thing on this earth, the most greater is heaven itself. I mean, the greatest gift of baptism, the Holy Spirit, and, and how it just works for me personally. And, how, and today, you know, Brother Roy, Apostle Roy, it's working even greater because this young man that received that experience and others that I've led to that experience, they're, they're, they're having great experiences like I had right there. Especially this one young man, you know, his is every bit as strong as mine was. I mean, less than a week casting out devils. And when he used his voice the way he used to cast that devil out, it knocked me off my seat almost, I'm telling you. I mean, the empowerment, and he's overcome some things in life is unreal. Yes. So uh, he would have, he would never have done it. You know, we're gonna, whoever yes. wants to receive, we're going to receive tonight, Roy. We're going to lead him into baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's going to be real simple, very simple. You know what? The, all okay. you have to do, all you have to do, first of all, Jesus wants you to have that. Knowing he wants That's it, right. know that you have to have it to please him, to be able to do what he's called you to do. And all we're going to do, Brother Roy and I, uh, we're going to just pray the prayer. And when we say, now, uh, what's going to happen? We're going to release our faith for you. We're going to release our faith, both of us, that the Holy Ghost will fill you. And we say now, we release that, and then you accept the fact that the Holy Ghost is filling you right there, and then just thank you, like, Lord, thank you, thank you, and then whatever it is, and your tongue and your mouth might feel a little charged, a little thick, and this, it might be baby talk. I don't know how you do it. Only God knows. You might go, or whatever. It doesn't matter, but just speak it out of your mouth. 
because sometimes I've seen people like this young man, they're fluent right away. Some other people, my wife got just a word or two, and then she 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 could tell you what it was. I kind of forget how it was. But uh, anyhow, uh, you'll get that. But just do that, and when you do that, uh, you'll sense that, and this kid can continue on with it. And when you go off the broadcaster, just go, as you go to bed or whatever you're doing, just, just do that. Just entertain it and practice it in the sense of letting the Holy Ghost through you because you're just giving glory. Lord, thank you for that gift. You're thanking for that gift, and, and you're thanking for that gift in the language, you say. That's what you're doing. So are you guys ready? Are you all ready to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the evidence speaking tongue, and a life change for you, and the empowerment you need to live the life that God wants you to live? I know you are. I know you are. Cause that's, that's why that's why Brother Roar and I are successful at what we do, because of the Holy Ghost, not because we're so smart or we this or we're that, but it's because it's by the Spirit, because Zechariah 4, 6 says it's not by power and weapon, by my Spirit. So it's by His Amen. Spirit that we do anything. Or nothing in ourselves. We can do nothing but fail, but God can do nothing but succeed. Oh, amen. So amen. Yep. 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 Amen. Right, Brother Roy. Amen. Amen. So we're gonna we're gonna just agree right now, and uh, and Brother Roy and I are gonna pray to be filled. And as soon as we, uh, I want you to raise your hands. Even when we start to pray, raise your hands. When we say now, I want you to. That's gonna be the contact point. God filled you, and then just thank him for it. And you could be in your regular language, but then then get out of that language, and what's on your tongue might be just baby talk or whatever, but just allow it to happen. And that's what it is. That's the experience. That's exactly what I received there. Okay? Are we ready? Are you brother, brother, Roy, if we uh, do this? Amen. We're going to exercise our faith now. All right. So Brother Roy and I are praying now. Brother Roy, you go ahead and pray the prayer. And then I'll say now, okay, you pray the prayer to ask God to fill them, and, and I'll, I'll say now, and then we'll, we'll release our faith for everybody right here, and then that's their turn to release their faith and just receive it. First thing I want to say, there's no distance in the Spirit. So wherever you are, it doesn't matter in the world. But, Father, yes. right now I lift up every man, every woman, every... Everybody in the name of Jesus, right now, I lift yes. them up to you. And I thank you. I thank you, Lord, yes. that they're opening their heart to receive this yes. gift of the whole, uh, a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Lift up your hands. Mm. Yes, my hands are up. Praise you, Jesus. Receive the baptism. Be baptized now. Yes. Now in the Holy Spirit. Go like that. Thank you, Jesus. Go like a Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Who shall come I see people running around.
our, our God is awesome. Oh, he is. You know, and we just need to, we just need to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper in Jesus. Amen. That's it. That's the key. Amen. That's the key. Because it's nothing but gold down there. Nothing but gold. Liquid gold. Everything. It, uh, that, 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 you can't talk about it. That's, that's really the ultimate. And we are serving the ultimate. So life's only going to get better. Uh, you know, <laughs> oh, glory. Okay, well, brother, well, we have some real good stuff. I know in two weeks, too, we're gonna, God's going to have a lot more good stuff. We don't have Amen, a God has it, you know. We don't, we don't rehearse any of these things. There's things we get into, and it just flows because uh, God knows what you need. We don't. And uh, that's yeah, no, why we do that. And like Brother Edward said, we value your comment. Yes, yes, we do. Yes, please comment down there. Brother and I, uh, 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 Brother Edward and I, we value your comment, but we also value your testimony. We value your testimony. Yes. Testimony of of Jesus. Yes. Testimony of what Jesus is. Testimony of you being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Testimonies of you never, yes. not never, uh, never being the same ever again. Yes. Yes. Testimonies of signs, wonders, and miracles following you: the blind seeing, the deaf hearing, the lame walking, the sick healed. Those oppressed of the devil yes. are free. Yes. The lost found. Yes. In Jesus' yeah, it name. Happened. We're seeing it happen. Amen. We've seen God raise two from the dead. My my grandson was one of them, and another uh, baby program god raised from the dead i mean god has shown himself he's showing up and showing out i've never in my 51 years in the lord i've never seen it like this to this degree it's only getting better and better and better and when we yield to him we're on that train that he has us on and he's only taking us to higher and higher heights and so we want to be on stay on that train and just grow deeper and deeper as apostle roy said there and I'm telling you, it's going to be beyond. In fact, the scripture in Habakkuk 1, 5 says, you wouldn't believe if I told you what it's going to be in your time. Just look that up, everybody, Habakkuk 1, 5. It said, you wouldn't believe what I, if I told you. It even goes that far to say that. It's going to be so great in this time. What appears to be so bad, what the devil meant for evil, God has turned this around for good, what we're experiencing in this life and this world right now. God has Amen. Amen. So, uh, Amen. In the next, in the next two, in the next two weeks, the Lord uh, is going to put on my heart to, to talk about priorities. Yeah. What, would you repeat that, brother? Roy? I didn't catch that. Uh, the next two weeks. What did you in say? In the next there? two weeks, the Lord has put on my heart to talk about priorities. Okay. Okay, and the first uh-huh. P, P is pursuing Jesus. Uh-huh. Very good. Very Amen. good. Amen. Very good. Amen. Amen. That's what it's all about. It's all about going deeper, and that is the priorities are definitely has to be there, otherwise you don't go deeper. You have to have priorities set. Amen. 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 Okay. 
just want to let oh. you know, I'm just telling uh, my brother Edward, Pastor Edward, you know, that's what the Lord put in my heart. And so, uh, yeah. you know, uh, so we'll see you in two weeks, God willing, right, uh, Apostle Edward? God willing, yeah. uh, you know, uh, we'll see him in two weeks. Well, we believe we're going to be, be, be back on in two weeks, but you know what? Yes. We just put it in, just put it in the Lord's hands, right, my brother? That's right, my brother. That's exactly right, my brother and my friends. So we are ready for the Lord. Praise God. I'm just looking forward to it. Okay, well, listen, Amen. we'll say good night Amen. to everybody now. Night to one night. We'll talk soon then, Brother Roy, okay? We'll yeah, talk God soon. bless. God bless God everybody. Bless. And, and, uh, and uh, Apostle Edward and myself, we'll see you in two yep. weeks. But remember. Yes. Yes. Going we love you all. Deeper in Jesus. Amen. Bye for now. Amen. God bless. Oh, God bless. Talk to you. Bye bye now. Talk to you next time. Yes. Goodbye, my brother Edward. Yes, and goodbye, my brother, my brother Roy. Love you and love the <laughs> people there and everything. And just stay blessed in Jesus, everybody. Stay blessed in Jesus. You know, Amen. You know, you know so something. You know something, Brother Edward? I just want to leave with, you, uh, leave with this. We are family. That's right. We are family. <laughs> we are God's family. Amen. Amen. Mm. We have the best. We got the best head, don't we? We got the best head. That we're God's family. He's the, he's the chief at the table there, the Trinity, Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. And we are in that gathering there, sitting at the table where he's sitting at the head, right? Amen. <laughs> amen. God bless, God. my brother. Oh. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay, looking forward thank, to it now. Thank, thank, you, uh, thank you very thank much, you. Uh, uh, Brother Edward, for coming on as a co-host with me. I, you know, oh, I really, really... Thank you for having uh, me. Uh, thank you know, you. I'm really, really uh, ecstatic about that. You know, the Lord brought us together. Amen. Yes, yeah, that was a God thing. That wasn't a good thing. That was a God thing. That's it. And that's Amen. Honor and a Amen. We're yeah. doing. We know it's a God thing, and we know it's just beginning. Just beginning. Amen. Okay, we love you, Dad. We will see you shortly. Okay, okay. night now. Okay, brother. Say hi to Sabina. Sabina for me. I will, and you say hi to your your beautiful wife there too. Okay. Okay, but okay. Bye and for now. Talk. Okay. Bye bye now. Bye bye.